0: comes from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 10 through 17, and you can follow along on page 7 in your bulletin. Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. A woman was there who had been disabled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and couldn't stand up straight When he saw her, Jesus called her to him and said, Woman, you are set free from your sickness. He placed his hands on her and she straightened up at once and praised God. The synagogue leader, incensed that Jesus healed on the Sabbath, responded, There are six days during which work is permitted. Come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord replied, hypocrites, don't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from its stall and lead it out to get a drink? Then isn't it necessary that this woman, a daughter of Abraham, bound by Satan for 18 long years, be set free from her bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said these things, all of his opponents were put to shame. But all those in the crowd rejoiced at all the extraordinary things he was doing. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. There was a photo this week that has gone viral on social media. Maybe if you have, are on Twitter or on um, Facebook, you probably have seen it. It is the picture of two eight-year-old boys in Wichita, Kansas. Their names are Connor and Christian. It is the first day of school for both of them. Both of them are dressed in their school uniforms. And Connor, though, was not excited and he was not happy. Connor was sitting on the ground, and he on the ground, and he was crying. Now you have to understand, Connor is autistic, and for some people who are on the spectrum, the sights and the sounds that you may expect as it, to see as background can be overwhelming to someone like Connor. What he was going through basically was an, a sensory overload and that was distressing him. But then another eight-year-old comes by named Christian. He consoles Connor and then he grabs his hand and together they walk into school. When Connor was asked, he said this about the experience. He, meeting Christian, was kind to me. I was in the first day of school and I started crying. Then he helped me and I was happy. Connor felt alone. He was dealing with something that was new and scary and he was dealing with all the sights and the sounds and it was just too much for him. But one child reached out. Christian met him where he was and took his hand. And all of a sudden, Connor was happy. He wasn't alone. There are so many barriers that were expressed here in this story and things that were crossed and breached. Connor being autistic and Christian not being autistic. Connor being white and Christian being black. In a time and in a society where we have become more afraid and more isolated, the actions of someone like Christian shows us that there is still a need and a desire for community, for camaraderie. In our text today from the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is still on his what we would call slow walk to Jerusalem. He stops at a synagogue and he starts to teach. While he is doing this, he notices a woman, a woman that the text says is bent over. So you can imagine if she's bent down, it means that she can't look up. Imagine that you are have an affliction in such a way that you can only see the ground before you. You can't see other people. You cannot see the sky. This woman was in many ways like Connor. She was cut off from community. She was alone. It was difficult to connect. And probably because of this, she didn't want to connect with others. She was probably dealing with excruciating pain. All of this was oppressing her and no one really saw her except one person, Jesus. Jesus calls her over, lays his hands on hers and says, woman, you are free from your sickness. And at that moment she straightens herself up and she begins to praise God. She can now see everyone around her. She can now see the sky above. And maybe she can now experience and see God. She is no longer in pain. The people around her begin to connect with her. After so long of being separated from the community, Jesus laying hands and healing her connects her, brings her back into the fold. But not everyone is happy. The leader of the synagogue was definitely not happy. This all took place on the Sabbath. And the rules of that time and the, the, how they were designed were that you were not to work on the Sabbath. Now, it is important to note that that was a good rule. The whole concept of Sabbath comes from, especially from several places, one from the creation story where God rested on the seventh day. But it is also a way for them on the Sabbath to remember what God had done for the people of Israel to to release them from bondage. But you can see how a rule, how something that was designed to foster community to foster a connection with God can sometimes also be turned into cutting people off. The problem with how the leaders looked at this part of the law was that they had decided that it has to be followed by the letter of the law but there was no spirit. Now a few weeks ago there was another thing that I that was seen on the internet that was viral And it was a letter, a letter that a father wrote to a church in England. He had come to an even song service, which is, as as you can see in the word, a a service that takes place in the evening. It is usually a sung service. And he brought his two sons with him. One of his sons was autistic. He was nonverbal but he also d- did make noise that came out. The father and the two sons were asked to leave because of the sons acting out. So in response, he writes a letter. I want to share a bit of what he says. This is what he writes. I chose to attend Even- song on Trinity Sunday also Father's Day with my two sons, one of whom is autistic. Tristan is nine years old and is a clever and joyful child who loves church buildings, services, and choral music. He is also nonverbal and expresses his excitement by calling out and laughing. His expressions are often loud and uncontainable. It is part of who he is, so there is no realistic way for him to be quiet. Many autistic people like Tristan are this way. Right before the Kyrie, one of the ushers informed me that you had instructed him to remove us. Tristan's expressions were apparently interfering with the enjoyment of some of the other visitors which was very inconsiderate on our part because tourists come from all over the world to hear the even song. The usher seemed embarrassed but insistent as he asked us to leave. Though I'm not sure if it was because of my son's vocalizations or because of the nature of the directive you had given him. As a Christian, I believe worship is primarily intended to glorify God, and may have misinterpreted your Evensong as an actual worship service, at which my son's expressions must surely be pleasing to God, the experience of the other worshipers being secondary. Our remover makes more sense if King's College Evensong were simply a concert held in a building that used to be a chapel that my son's expressions would frustrate the purpose of the event, which is primarily performative, lessening the satisfaction of certain tourists from around the world who attend, but not those kind of people you deem to be too distracting. If this is so, I apologize. Now, I get that people want to enjoy worship, As a pastor, I totally understand that worship, in many cases, there is an expectation, and I think sometimes a good one, to be quiet and reverential. That is what is expected. But there was no way that someone like Christian could be quiet. There was no way that they could do that. In some cases, with some people who are autistic, who are farther, who are on a different point on the spectrum, it is impossible to tell them to be quiet. (laughs) The only thing that you can do, whether you're a pastor or whether you're a choir, is just to go on with what's going on and do the best you can and play it through. Because of course, as the father said, it's not a performance. It is a worship service. It seems like the the people who were in the leadership of the cathedral. Could have understood. That this child. Was doing what that he thought might have been praise. Maybe we don't know, but his vocalizations could be the way that he was communicating. But unfortunately, the rules, which in other situations would make sense, were the rules. So if Christian was being loud during a worship service, then he had to leave. The father's biting sarcasm, and I will add here, no one can do biting sarcasm better than the British, <laughs> is like Christ's anger at the religious leaders who were so focused on the rules, so focused on following them to the letter of the law, that they forgot the humanness, hum- humanness of, the, of these rules. They could not see this woman who was bent over, who was probably in pain, They didn't want to understand why Jesus couldn't wait one more day that he had to heal this woman now. Jesus never came to abolish the law. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus believed in the Sabbath. But as Jesus says elsewhere in the Gospels, the Sabbath was made for humanity and not the other way around. To understand why Jesus was angry and why Jesus healed, you have to go back to the fourth chapter of Luke, where Jesus is again at a synagogue and he opens the scroll and he speaks from the prophet of Isaiah, prophet Isaiah The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to liberate the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is what Jesus came to do. And we see that fulfilled in this text today. Jesus encounter with that woman is a stark reminder that Jesus came to save the whole person, body and soul. There is a saying these days about how we will say that we see each other. It's not taken literally. It's not that they were blind or that they never noticed or never saw someone literally, but that they did not see them in a certain way. They didn't see them as connected. They didn't see them as a person. Jesus saw that woman, but the religious leader of the synagogue didn't. Jesus saw that she had been bent over and what her condition was had and was filled with compassion. The religious leader may have seen the woman but did not connect with that woman. Christian saw Connor, and saw that he was crying and consoled him and held his hand as Connor was going through a very challenging time. The leadership of the King's College Cathedral did not see Christian. Christian. What they saw was an unruly child that needed to be removed so that they could worship in peace and not as a child of God who very well just might have been praising God. What are we as a church to do if we're doing this right? We can only preach the gospel of Jesus if we actually see the people in front of us, all of the people. We can be like Jesus as he healed this woman with an affliction, we can be like Jesus through an eight-year-old reaching out to, fit, to help his fellow brother who has autism. Or we can see but not really see as the religious leaders in both the synagogue and the cathedral that are so focused on the rules that all of the compassion has been squeezed out of them. Jesus saw the woman. Christian saw Connor. As a church, we need to see the people around us, all of the people. Thanks be to God. Amen.